Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Early to bed. Early Line with Joe Raineri and Dane Martinez. Line up, ladies! All right, here we go. Hour two on the Early Line, and we'll get you caught up with uh, with the XFL from over the weekend. Uh, we had uh, four more games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some, of the, uh, some of the scores, some of the takeaways there as week two is now in the books for the XFL. We did have... The Genesis Open uh, come to a close in uh, L.A. there, the golf tournament, where hopefully you followed uh, you followed what we were telling you last week. And if you faded the host of the tournament, yeah. Mr. Tiger Woods, um, just to give you an idea, he finished so dead last, part. guys. Yeah, yeah, he finished dead last in that tournament. So there was some money to be made fading him, certainly over the weekend. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was good, but it was a great tournament. And what does that mean moving forward now that the West Coast trip is over? We'll talk about what's up next and some of the names that, if you haven't been paying attention, pay attention because these guys, they're going to be top fives in the next tournaments that they play, if not, in fact, winning. Congratulations to Adam Scott, 30-1 to uh, pre-tournament. Also still, even throughout, after first, second, third rounds, still able to get Adam Scott. even. As far as yesterday, you could have got him three and a half, four to one uh, prior right. to the start of the fourth they still round. Like Rory so, and Kucher, right? Absolutely. There's still plenty of ways to make money there. Daytona 500, that's going off today. Rain kind of shortened everything yesterday. I think it's only the first time or second time in, in a long time that the Daytona 500 was actually postponed. It will be raced today. I don't think they have stopped drinking. Uh, those people on the I, infield there, they ran out of food yesterday, Derner. I mean, it was a beyond a crap show there yesterday, Dane. Those pictures from uh, uh, from Daytona. You had the president doing laps uh, in a limo. motorcade. In a li- it was just the whole thing was absolutely crazy. The skies open up. Today, that race will go on. We'll get you caught up, uh, of course, with the latest odds. I don't think much changes as far as I'm concerned on who we picked on Friday and who we'll pick today, but we'll see what that is. Plus, Major League Baseball win totals. American League East, that's coming up. Here's Dan Straffado getting you caught up with the rest of the headlines on the grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid News Update. An exciting game with some actual real-life defense. Changes to the NBA All-Star game were very well received on Sunday. Team LeBron bested Team Giannis 157-155. Kawhi Leonard was named MVP, a trophy that was renamed for Kobe Bryant. The night was filled with celebrations of the life of Bryant and his daughter Gigi. Magic Johnson led the crowd in an eight-second moment of silence and a nod to the number Bryant wore the first half of his career. Gentlemen, restart your engines. The Daytona 500, as just alluded to, has been postponed by rain for the first time since 2012. Dampening NASCAR's season opener, the race was postponed after two lengthy delays totaling more than three hours. 
The race will resume at 4 p.m. Eastern on Monday. It marks the second time in 62 years that the, quote, Great American Race will finish on a Monday. According to a report from The Athletic, including Shams Charania, John Bayline is not expected to remain the Cavaliers' head coach beyond the season. The team and the coach are discussing a parting of ways. In Major League Baseball, Cole Hamill's shoulder won't be cleared to resume throwing for a few weeks. Braves manager Brian Snicker said Hamill's will report to camp later this week to start his rehab. Eugenio Suarez of the Reds took one-handed swings in the batting cage and fielded some grounders without making throws on Sunday. Suarez injured his right shoulder while falling into a swimming pool last month. Dodgers starter Jimmy Nelson is dealing with minor groin soreness. Manager Dave Roberts said the soreness is, quote, benign, but obviously any setback here could derail Nelson's quest to earn a spot in the Dodgers rotation. And in the NFL, ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Rice confirms the team has, quote, had no movement in contract talks with impending free agent Tom Brady. The Patriots only have a month to hammer out a deal with Brady before the legal tampering period begins on March 16th. Reports are also out that the Raiders could offer him a two-year, $60 million deal. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All right, Dan, thank you very much. Yep, again, first time, second time in 60-some-odd in years, Dan, that the uh, that, that they're going to be pushing this uh, race back to a Monday. Yeah. And I'm telling you, from the from the looks of what that infield looked like and how much fun <laughs> those people were having, I don't even know if they know the race didn't happen, to be completely honest with you. I so... Uh, you gotta love NASCAR, man. You gotta right. love NASCAR, was, man. When you Woo. say you don't even realize it, real quick, I once went to the Preakness, which is a similar yes, yes. level of debauchery. Yes. I went there, Joe. I kid you not. I went there. Do you remember the horse Barbaro? Oh, absolutely. Very much so. So, yep. Barbaro unfortunately got put down at yep. the Preakness. Okay. Yep. We had no idea. The track. Field, it was very yeah, strange. We had no clue. Yeah. I was in the yep. infield. I had no effing clue. You didn't have no idea. No clue. No <laughs> clue. I was in the infield for, you know, crazy. 10 hours that wow. day, right? <laughs> Running on top of urinals and whatnot. As you know, you could find it on YouTube. We had no clue that they had really? to put Barbaro down. I kid you not. Wow. And that that's what happens. That's why some of these bucket events, golf tournaments, same type of thing. Yeah. You get There's so, like 100,000 so people the in the infield. <laughs> exactly. It's so about the party that you really have no idea what's going on. You don't know who's no winning clue. the tournament, who won the race. No and the guy, you, I had you no idea nothing. they put a horse down on exactly. the track like 50 yards away from me until no literally idea. that night no. when I saw the highlights. <laughs> no, they had no idea what was going on yesterday. I can guarantee you that. But it is a race today. It's going to be uh, it'll give us a little something else to watch. Only 14 college hoops games tonight we got five nhl games and of course waiting is the nba will kick back into uh into that final leg here that final 30 percent of the games looking to get to the playoffs which is always going to be fun we did have week two of the xfl that was in the books and it started saturday dane where you know we had said the way the schedule lined up was so weird that today we're going to have two undefeated teams we're going to have four teams at one and one, and we're going to have two teams that are 0 and 2. And if you'd have started the season saying the Tampa Vipers, uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers were going to be an 0 and 2 team, a lot of people would have laughed at you, but that's exactly what Mark Tressman and company are right now. Saturday, the Seattle Dragons take down the Vipers 17 and 9. They were a one point home dog uh, to, uh, to Tampa there. Uh, they were even on the money line, it stayed under. The 43 and a half, which was the uh, total there, it was 17-9, not good. Uh, and you also had, of course, the D.C. Defenders 
destroying the Guardians, the New York Guardians, 27 yeah. to nothing. They not only covered, they were a seven-point home favorite. They covered, but this, too, stayed under the total of 46 and a half, Dane. And then, of course, yesterday you had the uh, Renegades and the Wildcats. The Renegades got their win, 25-18, and the Houston Roughnecks proving to be maybe the class of the crew here, mm. taking down a very underrated Battle Hawks team there, 28-24. Thank goodness for that last night's game, that Roughnecks-St. Uh, Louis, because yeah. if you notice, guys, under, 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 finally and over, the markets, as you can tell, still ripe for a lot of undervaluing and overvaluing with some of these teams heading into week three. But last night, 6 p.m., you had two hours of this prior to the NBA All-Star game, Dane, and that game delivered. That game was fun. The other games over the weekend, you can see how hard it is. If you can't find 32 quarterbacks right. above average for the NFL, you, imagine yep. what you're going to find for the XFL. It is going to be difficult. It's always it's always been the problem with any of these secondary leagues, Dane. How do you, the most important position on the field, how do you get around that in order to yeah. be able to put competent players out there? And I think that's what we're we're seeing this after two weeks. I love that game last night. If I, I think we're eventually going to get more of that because there was no offseason, because there really was no preseason. So I do think by week four or five, I think we're going to have we're going to see some different football, I believe, at least I hope so. But last night showed that. You got two teams right there battling great game, first half, second half. And that 10-minute halftime, Dane, uh, kudos to St. Louis for making enough adjustments to come out and shut down Houston in the second half to give them a chance to come back. It's not easy making second half adjustments when there's only 10 minutes between halves. That's true. Um, you know, I do still think, remember, I've been talking about these Houston Roughnecks. I think P.J. Walker, as a yep. dual-threat quarterback, will become one of the stars of this league. Their defense got it done. Houston is 2-0. I want to say this, though, Joe, in response to something you mentioned last week, they are updating the lines now. They are yes. talking about the live numbers, the live totals explicitly on air. They're laughing almost. I, I caught a couple of games and they're like, hey, this was supposed to be a 49 total. Under betters look good. And at halftime when they're coming back, they are updating yep. the live spread and the live total now to your point from last week. I also believe, Joe, I don't know if you saw the Seattle-Tampa game. But that was a close game. Seattle yes. literally, dude, defensive linemen had an interception like on the four-yard line and ran it in as a pick six. That was the margin of that game. I will say as we go to week three, one, we one game that I have an eye on, those Tampa Bay Vipers, who were the preseason favorites to win the XFL, they have their first home game, Joe. They've been on the road both games, okay? And yep. they welcome... The Houston Roughnecks, who's flying high at 2-0, and but they have had two home games, Joe. So let's see what happens when that's flipped. If yep. the same as like college basketball in conference, are they good enough to go on the road and beat the number? I'll be very interested to see that live uh, line. The last thing I want to say, Joe, in that New York uh, DC game. Yes. We were very happy and excited and thought it was cool how everyone was mic'd up, Joe. Yes. I think if you saw what happened with Matt McGloin, on that New York game, okay, he was mm -hmm. not pleased with the coaching, and he let it be known on his microphone in the halftime interview on the sidelines. 
And that's part of the reason they don't do this in the NFL, Joe. They would throw each other on the bus. But that's why you need to do it in the XFL because that's must-watch sure. television. But it will never you know come what? to the NFL. The media, you know what the media is telling? The media is not giving the points any crap for it because hard to argue with a guy being that honest. And that's what they want. I get it. So, but you won't expose it. That interesting wrinkle for sure. Big dailyroto.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyroto.com optimizer in minutes build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyroto.com Baseball is uh, is just around the corner, guys, as uh, pitchers and catchers are here. Teams are descending upon Arizona and Florida, getting ready for what is the 2020 MLB season. And among all the controversy, among all the aggravation that the Astros have caused themselves and Major League Baseball, the reality is... Man, there has been more off-season buzz about Major League Baseball now than ever before. And the truth is that all equates to ratings, interest, people in uh, in April and May, the beginning of the Major League Baseball season. Going to be very interested to see what happens all 162 games of the Houston Astros. So that's good for Major League Baseball. Like it or hate it, the truth is anytime you're talking about it and it's top of mind, it's good, and there are some betting opportunities right now, guys, as you have uh, some future markets with the win totals. One of our favorite things to do uh, in Major League Baseball season is kind of give yourself a, you know, a five, six-month cushion here to give you, uh, you know, a team that you can bet on, don't bet on. One of the big winners uh, for us last year, I was all over the Tampa Bay Rays win total. Uh, did right. not make any sense to have a team that had just uh, done what they did the year before to all of a sudden now have a 75, what was it, 76, 77 wins with exactly the same team they just almost won 90 games with. Yeah, that proved to be pretty profitable. And conversely, listen, the Yankees, the, you know, the Dodgers, the Astros, the you start looking at all of these teams with these monster win totals. And you got to start going, is there any value in betting on any team with three digits next to their win total right. name? And it's interesting. Right. We'll look and we'll start uh, this week, Dan, going division by division. We'll start with the American League East. We'll kind of go good. through each of the teams and, uh, and talk about who we think is, uh, you know, over or under at this point. And listen, sure. the Yankees at 101 and a half, as you can see there. Guys, I don't bet the Yankees during the season. So I'd be, I, why in the hell would I bet them now in the futures market? I, are they going to win 106 games? Probably. I have no idea, right. but I would never look at a team with a 100 win total and go, right. oh, it's definitely going to be, a, it's 101 and a half for a reason, Dane. I mean, that's why we don't bet the Yankees on a Tuesday night at minus 250. There's just no money to be made in baseball betting the New York Yankees. And that includes future market 
as well as 162 game season. So unless something drastic happens and the market well, flips, which I yeah. doubt very well it will, I can't look at that Yankees team and go, I do think they win over it, but I would never bet 101 and a half as a total. No, I agree with you, Joe. I mean, it's just too high. You know, like too many, anything can go wrong. It's like in the NFL. If they hung 14 and a half on the Patriots or on the Chiefs or on someone this year, you'd be like, yeah, they're a great team, but that's not living much, leaving much margin for error. So I agree with you on that. I agree with you when you said even game by game for the Yankees. I'm going to tell you right now, the way I will bet the Yankees is in game live. Okay, that is the way I will bet the Yankees. I will look for times where they are down two to nothing to the Baltimore Orioles, and that's when I will bet them. Okay, I am hoping that they get down early in games so their normal like minus 265 on a game goes down to minus 120 or I get them at plus money early in a game. That will be the only way I bet the New York Yankees at this point in time. Right. Because the numbers you're going to get, whether it's one hundred and one and a half or minus 320 are not things that I want to stomach. It's just not good value. I'll be looking for opportunities live, Joe. Yeah, no, it's it's not something that you can look at and guys and want to spend. You don't want to invest an awful lot of time in it. There's just no value to be there. And that's always what we're looking at is value when it comes to betting futures. And, you know, as you go down the list here, you got the Yankees go with the Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox, interesting enough, when the markets actually opened, Dane, they were, you know, 90 plus wins. Right. It has since come down to around 85 and a half in a number of places. And for the Red Sox, listen, you lost Mookie Betts, right? You lost one of your your bats, the key, the key cog. They are still talented. Don't get me wrong. They still have some uh, some pop in that bat. They're still going to score runs. I think they're issues. Uh, when you have Xander Bogertz, right? Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez all had over 30 home runs and 100 sure. RBIs. You add in this kid Verdugo they just got in the trade. If he can add a little yeah. something to it. To me, the issue with the Red Sox on whether you're going to go over or under in this, guys, is how much do you believe Chris Sale is healthy? Because if he's not, and I have serious concerns whether this is going to be a bounce-back year for Chris Sale, I do think that entire pitching staff, if he is very much like he was last year, Dane, a mile or two off on that fastball with a little iffy location – Sure. They are not hitting 85 and a half wins. I'm sorry, guys. They can score all the runs they want. You know who else can score runs in the uh, in the American League? Just about everybody, especially everybody. in their division. So I'm leaning to the under with the Red Sox. I don't trust. Uh, I just don't trust the bullpen, and I certainly don't trust that Sales healthy enough to go out there and win 18 to 20 games for him. I'm with you on this one, Joe. This would be my play in the division. We talked about it a little bit um, when the trade went down a week or two ago, right? I, I said, listen, they won 84 games last year, Joe. So you explained to me after losing one of the best players in the game and, you know, David Price, whatever his contract was, he still filled a role there, right? Mm-hmm. I, you showed to me with the Yankees getting better, Tampa getting better. You showed me how after 84 wins last year, they get better. And hop over the number. I have very big concerns, not only if Sale gets healthy or not, but look at the rest of that rotation. Eovaldi, E. Rodriguez, I don't know that that moves the needle for me. Their bullpen is still a mess to me. And here's the other thing about why I am solidly on an underplay for the Red Sox. I've seen it at 84 and a half. I've seen it at 85 and a half. 
for me, Joe, they may also see everybody around them, see the Yankees, see the Astros, see whoever, and realize when it hits summertime that they should be sellers. Mm. They may also decide to use this as an opportunity to get themselves under the threshold, to not, you know, to break it down and recharge. And I truly believe if they don't get out of the gate quickly, they are going to be someone who are sellers in the market, almost punting on the second half of this year, which also leans to the under. The Red Sox under is one of my stronger plays in the American League. Yeah, when you have to rely on uh, Martin Perez, Nathan Ovaldi, yeah. um, right. as this Eduardo is a team Rodriguez. guys that lost and don't 31 blown saves last year and led Major League Baseball with 31 blown saves. So to me, this is a team that I can only take seriously if and only if Chris Sale comes back to have a monster year and can somehow lead him and Rodriguez. That starting pitching would have to be a million times better than anybody thinks they're going to be in order for them to be able to hit right. the over. I don't. I, I think that bullpen is still a mess. And, yeah, I think the under is the uh, is the way to look there. You look at the Tampa Bay Rays. Now the Rays, listen, the Rays are the perfect example of that team that, you know, that, uh, that little engine that could, Dan. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the Tampa Bay Rays. They continue to be undervalued. They continue not to spend money, but they continue to find talent in ways and pitching like we've never seen. I don't, I look at this and I'm like, all right, so I'm looking at this uh, going, well, let's see, you had five players hitting 20 or more home runs last year. Pretty yeah. good defensive team, keeps them in games. They were 10th in errors. Um, this is another team that if they, I don't even want to say it's overachieved as much as the market undervalues them in this spot, Dane, but at 90 and a half wins, I, I think it's about right. I, I do think given what we just said about the Red Sox, um, the Rays can certainly go toe to toe with the Yankees from a pitching perspective. 90 is about right. I, I'd be hard-pressed to go either way in this one with the Rays. I think I agree with you, Joe. I think 90 is about right. I think they've got that number right. I think Tampa will be a wild-card contender throughout yep. most of the season. And to yep. me, it is their pitching. The key for me will be what kind of bounce back do we get out of Blake Snell, okay? Right. He has the ability to be a all-star, underperformed last year. If you get a Snell of 2018, remember, he was almost a Cy Young winner. If you get a Snell and then they move him along with Glasnow and Charlie Morton, who is like, you know, the Messiah down there right now, those three arms can compete. Remember, they made a couple of deals also to get some pop from the San yep. Diego Padres. They got Margot. They got Renfro. Uh, they did have to cast aside uh, Tommy Pham who was a big uh, part of that lineup. But to me, Joe, you're right. Those three starting pitchers, Snell, Glasnow, and Morton, they are the ones who are going to control this uh, season for the Rays. And don't forget, they'll just run out the opener as well, okay? So they got Snell, Glasnow, and Morton, and then their fourth starter is the opener, and they know how to do that one better than most. They really are. Guys, they got Moneyball down. Make no mistake yeah. about it. They do it better than everyone. Very disciplined team. They don't shoot themselves I'm in the foot. Doubly hitting. I'm done Tampa doubting. Tampa is going to win 90 games. They'll I mean, they really, really They'll are. Will yep. they win 88, uh, 89, or 91? I don't yeah, know. The number's right. They'll be there. Yep. Toronto Blue Jays uh, coming in this year, 75 and a half. 
The way I look at it, listen, Bo Bichette, Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, yeah. they got some guys. And the problem is, are they eight and a half wins better than the team they just were six months ago? I don't know. I, I will discuss that and the uh, and the Orioles. We'll do that coming up. Plus, we'll take a look ahead to tonight's card in College Hoops. Next year on the grid, you're only nine. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, welcome back into the early line as we uh, get ready. 14 college hoops games here tonight on the card. Five NHL games. Uh, we're going over some win totals right now in the American League East, and we'll yeah. break down uh, the market movement and what we've seen so far with the two big games tonight seem to be getting the most action in college hoops. We'll go over those, plus we'll have our plays of the day. But uh, to finish up the American League East, we talked about the Yankees. We talked about the Red Sox. We talked about Tampa. Yeah. Toronto is interesting. 75 and a half wins here. And if there's ever a team, Dane, that we can consider to be two years away, right, it's exactly. the Toronto Blue Jays. And exactly. that's really what they are. Nobody is doubting, guys. They're going to have the pop with Guerrero, Bichette Jr., Cal uh, Kevin Biggio, mm -hmm. they got Randall Gritchuk, they got uh, Teoscar sure. Hernandez. The, these guys are career 40 hitters, but yeah. they did hit 61 home runs combined last year. And really, you get Ryu, you bring in Tanner Rock, you bring in Chase Anderson. So you you kind of up, upheld the, you got rid of, obviously, your best pitcher there. You sent him over to the Mets, but right. you got yourself a bunch of middle-of-the-road vets right now in a lineup that is young, that is going to be able to score runs. The problem is I'm looking at a team. You want me to believe that this team currently constructed is somehow eight to nine games better than they were a year ago, and I don't see it. That 75-and-a-half number, they're going to be a 70-win team at best, I think. And that'll be a slight improvement from what they uh, what they 67, 68 games last they year. They 67 games last year. Yeah, and I a slight improvement, but certainly yep. not eight to eight and a half games better than what I watched last year. So, and the reason being is everybody else in that division outside got of better. the Orioles, they got better, and it's going to be even harder for them. So, two years away, I don't know if there's a future for two years on Toronto. If there is, let's find it. I would bet on them then. But I'm not, to me, this is the best under of the American League East. This is the best bet here. Give me the under Toronto Blue Jays at 75 and a half. Uh, I also agree with you that they're not going to get eight wins better. I agree with you that they're a team that will make 
incremental improvements this year, mostly driven by the maturing of some of their studs, like you mentioned, Biggio, Bichette, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. I'm expecting a breakout year for Vlad Guerrero Jr. If he can play the entire year, fantasy baseball community, he will outperform. Third base in the fantasy baseball is a position that is stacked this year. You can wait and get a guy like Vlad Guerrero, who I think will break out. But yes, for me, Joe, they are an underplay. The rest of the division, outside of Boston, that's the other thing I'll say. You said Toronto's the mm. only team that didn't get better. I don't think Boston got better either. That's why they're an underplay for me. I can see them growing a little bit, but not eight or nine games worth. So I would lean under and agree with you, Joe. And for me, listen, Hinjun, Ryu, Rourke, Anderson, these are innings eaters guys, right? And they may be able to, you know, look professional, but they're not going to hold up against some of the offenses in this division and in the American League. I will bet over on Blue Jays games, though, a lot, Joe. Yeah, it's probably not a a bad way to go. And listen, they did what they could. And this is a team, by the way, that's got, you know, the the Rogers group is the one that owns them, guys. They got more money yeah, than God. The money. But, yeah, but, but they ain't spending it. it. But <laughs> listen, I don't hate, you know, I don't hate the rotation of Rio. I mean, you know, taking Anderson and getting Tanner Rock, guys that have proven they can win 14, 15 games. You know, health is going to be an issue for Rio. We know this. Uh, but they're they're going to win games based upon how that middle of the order that that youth right. does. If they go through a sophomore slump this year, if there is a period, and this usually happens, guys, their pitchers now have a year on them as well. Let's see what happens. I, I do think the under is definitely a play that you want to consider. And then of course there's the Orioles, which I don't I don't know that there it's worth spending an awful lot of time on this. Uh, on this roster because it looks like ownership didn't and right. there's really nothing to like here outside of the fact that they've lost what 102 games combined the last two years i um last uh, well year, i guess Joe, right they they've averaged 102 losses right so 54 and 108 last year yeah so i mean and what was it the year before um <laughs> i'll say 56? but it's not it wasn't I mean, much like, better it ain't going to be much better. So I don't. What is the number? Fifty-five and a half. The year before, Joe, they won forty-seven uh, yeah. in two thousand eighteen, fifty-six in two thousand nineteen. I, listen. What can I say? Under. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, like I have. Here's I, the only I, thing I would I'm never say, Joe. bet the Orioles. I hear you, and I'm not betting it either. My oh, only oh. question back though, Joe, is. When you talk about Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, right, and you say the number is just too high. You know, the value is it's got to be under, right? Does the same thing hold on the bottom side? Like, are they just hanging numbers that are ridiculously low? And while you may think they're not, it's going to be under, like the smart money is to bet over. Isn't it not just the same exact thing as the Dodgers and the Yankees, but in reverse? No, it's not. Because those teams, what I'm skeptical of betting against those teams is because they have the talent to win more than those things. So you, I'd be betting on the talent not being there, and I don't see it because talent in a 162-game season, it'll win out. In some way, right. shape, or form, it usually wins out. Especially when you're looking at, listen, you got 19 games against the rest of these teams here. Who in the hell are the Orioles? They couldn't beat the Yankees last year. Oh, you're right. So they're going to beat, what, the good. Rays? <laughs> like, I, it's like I don't, I don't trust they have enough talent to be able to win 60 games. And yeah. let's face it, they 
you know, what happens when you get to September, Dane, with teams like the Orioles is, yeah, oh, let's kid. bring some guys up. Let's yeah. do this. We'll try the, you know, you're facing double A pitching. Like, I, I could never, ever bet a team that has absolutely no intention of winning, actually just trying to filter out some talent and do some things yeah. along those lines. Uh, I mean, All listen, it's. Is going into the NFL season, we thought the same thing about the Miami Dolphins. Uh, two and totally Wynn different Tolkien animals, though. You know like that. And, and we all thought it versus 162. Yeah, 16 games versus 162 is totally different. We've yeah. already seen, listen, they have proven they can win 50 games a year over the last two years, right? They've had 102 wins over the last two years combined. So, congratulations. 51 wins a year. What's the number? 50, 55 and a half? 54, 55? Yeah. Yep, give me the under. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll take because you've only averaged 51 over the last two, and it's even worse. This this actually is even worse because you don't have any veterans on the team. Yes, I am not advocating for the Orioles. Okay, <laughs> I'm just wondering if, in the same way over. we say sometimes it's high, we wonder if it's too low. What I will be doing is betting against the Orioles every time they get a one nothing lead in the top of the first. I will look opportunities to fade them live after they score some runs. Listen, if they win 58 games, congratulations. Let's see if you Niffin won wants to take a bet. Games. Remember, we made the Padres win total bet last year with Niffin? Hey, Nobody let's see if is maybe he's the Orioles. Hit me up Nobody on Twitter. Is. I know you do every day. Let me know if you like the Baltimore no. Orioles, Niffin. No, do not do it, Niffin. Do not. Absolutely <laughs> not. We want nothing to do with the R. You got to give yourself enough upside where if things go well, listen, if things go well, they win 55 games, guys. Right. That's what you're looking at with these bottom teams because come September and August, it's it's minor league time. Let's bring up the double A guy. Let's bring up the trip. Eh. Yeah, not, I, not against the Yankees. No, nope. uh, we did the win totals of the AL East, right? The yeah. AL East division price. OK, right here on FanDuel at this point. Mm -hmm. The Yankees are huge favorites, Joe. Minus 370. OK, to win that division. My question for you. Is do you see any chance, any value at Tampa Bay at four to one to win the AL East? Nope, not even close. Not, not even close. It, they are that big a favorite for a reason, guys. And until I would never, again, understanding with this money, you've got to invest it, forget about it, and, it for and then months. expect a return. There's no expectation of return on that money. I would rather have access to that money to bet and fade teams like the Orioles every chance I get than tie it up in hopes that the Yankees go hard left, which... The chances at minus 375 right now, they haven't played a game. Mm -hmm. Now, minus 375, you might say if it's that much of a lock, why not, Dane? Why not bet it then? If yeah. it's that much well, of a lock, I think right? It's the same reason. The same reasoning. I don't want to tie that up for six months, Joe. I agree. To me, that's what it is. And I think there are other winnable divisions by guys with better numbers absolutely. than the American League. League there's other ways I'm going to go. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, when we yep. do the AL West. I may fade yes. the lead. I may fade yeah. the favorite of the AL West because I don't believe their offense may do it this year. Just to close Absolutely the door on the Yankees, Joe, nope. uh, the Yanks are plus 160 to win the AL, to win the pennant. To win the, the pennant. Favorite. And what's the World plus, Series on? They're the favorites to win the World Series as well, plus 375. So in essence, four to one for the Yanks to win the World Series right now. They are the first choice. The Dodgers are the second choice. Well, that and that goes without saying. So. Yeah. 
you know, the big question other is, too, is that, all right, so Yankees are the favorite, Dodgers are the favorite. We get that. Let's just think about the two teams that were in the World Series last year, um, for an example. Sure. The win total of what Houston is, what, 94 and a half, 95 now? Yeah, it's up there. It's, 90, yeah, 94, 95. Um, do I see Fed, them oh, winning Fed 95? Yeah, do I see them winning 95 games? Do I see them winning 96 games? Well, let me ask you this. Did they get better or worse from last year? They got worse. They lost Garrett Cole. So and their stats are a little depressed, I think. And it's already they're starting to unravel here from all the. I told you, Joe. When you come back on the other side of break, I'll give you the numbers for the AL West division to win that division. I got the the play of the year for you. Has that play of the year in that division coming up? Yeah, I'm ready. I know where you're going. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back in as we get ready for a uh, for a night of college basketball. 14 games on the card here tonight. A couple of Blue Bloods uh, will be going uh, at it. And uh, a whole lot of um, some teams that uh, you probably haven't heard of, like Norfolk State, Coppin State, uh, Bethune-Cookman, Delaware State. The list goes on. Doesn't mean there isn't opportunities to be able to profit at all for that. But... College Hoops is on while we wait for the NBA to kick back into action. And um, quickly, Dan, if we could, I don't know if you have access to the NBA futures there um, as we get ready for the 30% of the uh, schedule left to go. I'm wondering, uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, having uh, had a second to breathe here a little bit and kind of take in what we've seen from the NBA what, give us some of the favorites here now on both sides. Obviously, the two L.A. teams in the West, but what is the East shaping up right now from an odd standpoint? Sure. So we've talked about this before, Joe, and I'm wondering about laying multiple non-Milwaukee teams, right? So right. the Bucks are minus 140 to win the East. Minus 140. It brings us back to, like, the Golden State Warriors days. They are supreme favorites to win the conference, okay? Okay. They, then I think it's interesting, Joe. Boston, Miami, and Philly are all seven to one. Wow. And then the Raptors are plus 850. So in essence, what's that? 17 to two. They are. Um, so to me, Joe, honestly, there's, you, could lay, you could bet all four of the non-Milwaukee teams. Right. Four unit outlay. And if any one of them hits, you're getting money back. If you don't like all four of them, you don't think the 76ers are mature enough what have you, that's fine, okay? I think the value is in non-Milwaukee teams. I'm trying to beat the Bucks because I do believe that in a seven-game series, Joe, you can come up with a defense to focus on Giannis, and then it'll be about Middleton. It'll be about the Lopez guys. It'll be about Matthews, and I don't know if they can do it four, four out of seven. But 
Boston, Miami, Philly, all seven to one. Toronto laying in the cut at plus eight fifty. Milwaukee is minus money to win the East. I do not, for the life of me, understand the lack of respect once again for the defending champions is beyond me in the East. But uh, those that might have hopped on uh, Toronto, hold on to that ticket because experience we know is a uh, is a mighty interesting thing come uh, come playoff time, and yep. nobody's got more of it than what this Toronto team does. And it'll be interesting to see. They've already, what they rattle off, uh, just rattled off a 15-game winning streak, guys. And not even completely healthy. Uh, They have a great home court advantage. They travel. They play well on the road. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, Philadelphia, to me, can't win on the road. That's not good. They're not going to snap their fingers, and all of a sudden, that's going to rectify itself. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're not a great shooting team. And you got to be able to shoot on the road in other people's buildings to be able to get the job done. They don't. Uh, So, uh, you know, Miami, they geared up everything that they just did uh, at the trade deadline is geared up to beat Giannis and to cause him problems there. So as Jimmy Butler goes, that team will go. Uh, they're going to be tough. Uh, the Celtics also are not going to back down with the superstars they have. So I think the East is far from over. The West is... While it is the Clippers and the Lakers, right, it's the two teams from the Staples. Interesting yep. enough, Dame, those two teams, home court doesn't really matter, so to speak, there, since they play in the uh, in the building. And yep. we know load management. We know Kawhi and company on load management there. I'm wondering how much of this final, uh, you know, 30, 33% of the season left, I wonder how much of that we are going to see from both of these teams at the top. Yeah, so I... I slightly disagree with you on that one. I know that the two LA teams are one and are there and they're their co-favorites, right? And you talk about how it doesn't matter uh, the building. But to me, Joe, that only assumes a Lakers-Clippers Western Conference final. And that assumes that both the Clippers and the Lakers get through. I think it still matters to them, and they need to put their foot on the gas for the earlier round in the playoffs, the Western Conference semis. Because there you have the Denver Nuggets and you have the Utah Jazz, right? Right now, Denver's the two seed. Okay, the Clippers are, are the three seed right now. Okay, a game behind Denver, and Utah's mm-hmm. right there as well. I know when you say L.A. versus L.A., they're in the same building. It's not a lot of travel, what have you. I do believe, though, that the Clippers, for example, they they need to keep going because I do think the two and the three are a big difference. You want home court advantage if you are facing Denver or Utah. I think that is more important than it sounds like you do. You think that we we can fast forward to Clippers-Lakers. I have a little bit more confidence that the Nuggets or the Jazz could upset the apple cart and having home court against one of these teams in a two-versus-three matchup, I think matters matters a little bit more than it sounds like you do. Absolutely not. I, I think Kawhi could care less if he's the two, three, four seed. I think LeBron could care less. We're not talking about dudes who don't have the hardware and don't understand what it takes to win. And I think those two teams are just heads and tails. Listen, Denver and Utah, nice stories. You're not beating LeBron and Kawhi in a seven-game series. You're not upsetting anything except maybe yourselves when you have to play each other. But outside of that, we've seen this story unfold before. It's not going to change. They don't have any answer, those two teams, for. And you might win a couple of games in Denver, but you ain't going to win a game on the road. And, and the Lakers or the Clippers. 
but again, the Clippers and the Lakers are going to beat you in a seven-game series because they're going to win more games, including a game or two at your own building. They're not there yet. They are, they're just not there yet to, to compete with the two L.A. teams. But I don't think they're going to spend the next 30% here of the end of the season. I don't think they're going to care whether or not they get two, three, four. I don't think it matters to Kawhi Leonard in the least bit. He knows he's got to go on the road and win. He knows he's got to go through, in all likelihood, whether it's L.A. in the second round, third round, right. doesn't make a difference. It's going to go through L.A. The Western Conference championship is going through L.A., whether it be the Lakers or the Clippers, and whether they meet in the second or third round, everybody else is just playing for, you know, who, who's going to sit there and take enough out of them in hopes of when they face whoever it is from the East, Maybe they can knock them down a peg, but I, I don't see how I don't see how the conference championship is not coming out of L.A. one way or the other. Even if Joe, what if even if the Clippers fall to the four seed, and they would have to see the Lakers, let's say, in the semifinals, and then also have a road date with whoever else gets through Denver, Utah. Don't think it matters Houston. to them. Don't think it matters think it to Kawhi in the least bit. You know, guys that have been there and done that realize that, listen, whether it's home or away in the NBA, if you're a better team in a seven-game series, and we've seen this, the better team with the better players is going to win. Denver's not there yet. You know, they're, they're just not there yet. They're a good team up. I still think they're a piece away, as is Utah. You know, tough to be able to beat in a seven-game series. You know, hell, you got to go through Houston. I mean, Houston, we already know, can't beat the L.A. teams. I mean, it's, you know, that's, although to me, they're the most interesting team. And what Last number is up. Houston at? They got to be double digits, no? Houston is the fifth choice, okay? So it's the two, the two uh, LA teams. They're both right. plus 180, okay? Just a shared under two to one. Then right, okay. Houston is the third choice, Joe. Houston's third. the third choice at eight to one. Then Utah at nine to one and Denver at 10 to one. Then there's a big drop off. And, Joe, ultimately, if I had to bet, yes. Right now, if I have to bet, I think the Clippers are coming out of the West. I think they're the best team in the West, okay? But all I'm saying is that Utah and Denver specifically, they are also two teams where home court is a big thing for them, right? They do have good home court advantages. And I'm just saying that I think they're a little bit more live. Ultimately, I would bet the Clippers, but they're going to want home court advantage. I think it matters to them, and they do play dramatically better at home, and it could be important in the series. And I agree Ultimately, with you. I bet the Clippers. To Denver, Denver knows that if they have a shot at winning, it's probably best that they have home court. But yes. that, doesn't, that doesn't give them the advantage. To Denver, the, I, I get it. Denver definitely believes we need to have home court advantage for us to be able to have a shot at winning this. That doesn't right. make it that it's going to happen. It just means that, yes, if I'm Denver or Utah, I would love to have the extra game in my house. But the truth is, you ain't winning in a seven-game series anyway. You're just not. Um, so and we've to frame seen it, though, is you think the Clippers respect having to play Denver in Denver? Don't, no, I don't Do think they, it matters to them one way or the other. Does that, I don't want to say scare them, but does that enter into their calculus on load management at all in the next two months? Well, that's my question. If I'm worried and I know what it's going to take to go through the playoffs, how right. much are we really going to see Anthony Davis, LeBron? I mean, they've done a great job thus far. I mean, how much are they going to risk this final third of the season in order to get maybe a, a you know, oh, wait, so instead of the three, we're four. Instead of the two, we're three. 
I don't that's think they're worried the about that. The restlessness of the guys versus yeah. having to go to Utah or go to Denver for a, a what would be a winner-take-all game seven if it even got to that. You think they're pushing Paul George in order to get the number two seed? I, I don't see that happening in any way, shape, or form. I don't think they care. As long as they're in, they know what they've got to do because they've been there and done that. They would much rather have fresh legs going into whether it be Denver, Utah. You, it doesn't make a difference to them, I don't think. I just I don't think they want to risk anything for the regular season just to say, all right, Lakers and uh, Clippers in the in the Western Conference final. If it happens to happen in round two or three, so it, to them, they still got to beat, I think, each other. In their minds, they're like, we've got to, we ultimately for us to get out of here, we've got to beat each other in the Staples Center. I, does it not go through L.A., or do you think there's really going to be an upset here for a Western Conference championship? No, I do think it goes through L.A., but to use the terminology you're using, right, like, I, I think it's a little bit of a factor. Will right. they rest Paul George or whatever? But I do think they know it's not easy to win in Denver. I think they know All right, that. plays of the night here quick, guys. I am going under Notre Dame, North Carolina, 147 and a half. Dane? Give me the Johnnies getting two points in the garden against Xavier. Love it. Morning after next, guys. Good luck with the plays. We'll break them all down for you once again tomorrow here on the early line. Good luck. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.